This is Jessica Speaks, and you're listening to Till the Fat Lady Sings. I've designed this to be a space where we can explore and sometimes overanalyze our thoughts about love, wellness, and relationships. This first episode is going to be a bit unorthodox, but I couldn't sleep another night without saying something about the Micaiah Bryant killing. This is going to be a safe space for those of you who talk to yourself out loud. Oh, and if you're wondering why the audio sounds so different this time, I was in such a rush to say what needed to be said that I recorded this in my poorly insulated bedroom. So moving forward, we'll be in the studio and hopefully the quality will be better. Rock with me. Could show that just hours after motherfuckers were tap dancing in the street and thanking white Jesus for the guilty verdict that came down on Derek Chauvin, they fixed their dry fingers to type out all the many ways that they felt Micaiah Bryant's murder was justified. What the fuck is wrong with you niggas? I'm going to go ahead and issue the trigger warning now because I can tell it's going to go left. I'm going to be referencing death police brutality, the physical harm, and neglect of a child. If there are other things, I don't know what they are now, and I do apologize in advance. Please take a step away if that's too much for you to hold, and maybe we can meet again. I'm sorry we have to meet under these circumstances, but niggas are walling out, and we've got to discuss it as soon as possible. It can't wait. Wherever you are, whoever you are, I hope that you are well. I hope that you are finding joy and peace and trying to cultivate happiness during these most tragic times. But even if you're having a hard time doing that, please know that you are worthy. You are worthy of life and compassion and care and celebration. And I hate that this has to be the way that we've met, but it couldn't wait because Micaiah Bryant deserved life too. Let's start by saying that there's absolutely no justification for the murder of a child. Absolutely none. This state-sanctioned violence was the result of a deep lack of care, a lack of compassion, and a lack of competence on the part of the officer. Micaiah was killed by a 23-year-old white man named Nicholas Reardon. Nicholas Reardon is a 2019 graduate of the Columbus Police Department Academy. So his training is an antiquated or outdated. This is some new hot shit. Nicholas Reardon is also a member of the National Guard. His father is a 30-plus year police officer. And also, coincidentally a basic training instructor. His father's also an Air Force veteran. These are the people that have been tasked with protecting this God-forsaken country. And somehow, some way, the first thing that came to Nicholas Reardon's mind was that he had to use deadly force to de-escalate a fight involving a 16-year-old girl. There's nothing left to be said. The entire situation is fucked up from top to bottom. Anyone trying to make sense of it, to rationalize it, to justify it, is trash. I see you niggas, you so loud and you so wrong. Walking around here talking about you want liberty and justice for all, that shit ain't for you. It's never been yours. It doesn't belong to you. So stop trying to pick it up and put it in your pocket. 
Y'all say you want to be free so bad, but as soon as the child is killed for defending herself, you pick the keys from the overseer's pocket and lock yourself back into a steel cage that you think is going to protect you because you're under the impression that incarceration and policing is going to be for your own good. Are you out of your mind? I see you bomb ass niggas. You wouldn't know freedom if it creased your Tims. Tell the truth about why you don't have empathy for Micaiah. It's the same reason you don't have empathy for any black woman. Because you ghettoized her. You perceived her as aggressive and violent. And so you feel like she deserved it. Because she didn't meet your standard of acting right. So you vilify her. You think she deserved it. And as soon as you can tell the truth about that. We can be clear on who you are and where you stand and with whom you stand. I also want to point out the fact that fat phobia cannot be removed from this conversation. Because if it weren't for Micaiah's large body, she would not have been and continue to be so quickly perceived as a threat. Y'all hate fat people and I want y'all to be honest about that too. While the adultification of children is nothing new, it shows up in a very peculiar kind of way when it comes to young black girls, when it comes to young black femmes. I recently heard an interview with Charlemagne and DJ Envy that was so irresponsible, so embarrassing. Envy continued to refer to Micaiah as a woman. He said, well, you know, one woman was attacking another woman. And I kept thinking to myself, Micaiah was a 16-year-old girl. Who are you talking to and who are you talking about? Because I can remember a time when DJ Envy talked about his own daughter who was getting ready to start looking for colleges. And he kept talking about how she was his baby, his little girl, his princess, all these things. Where the fuck is all of that softness? Where is that tenderness for Micaiah? On this public platform, this white public platform. He went on to say that he didn't think the officer was, was using excessive force. He thought that four shots was justified. He said, you know, officers are there to protect and serve. Who protected and served Micaiah? Are you out of your mind? This is why I don't play with niggas who roll up the sleeves of their hoodies. Because this is the kind of stuff that you get. Foolishness. And then I remember that DJ Envy's father was a cop. And so what we hear from him is his very, very misguided belief that the state is going to save him. His proximity to an agent of the state makes him think that he has a relationship with the state that does not exist. He probably was really sad when he was young, seeing his dad go out and now wondering if his father was going to make it home. Well, Micaiah Bryan didn't make it home either. And the fact of the matter is, every single office of the law makes the choice to do the job. They make the choice to incite violence and perpetuate the deaths of young black people. Micaiah was trying to choose life when she came outside of her house that day. And so for anyone to use their platform to spew such vitriol, such misinformation about officers trying to protect and serve. Nicholas Reardon wasn't protecting and serving shit because he fired his gun before he even knew Micaiah's name. But since DJ Envy is one of, on is one of only a few people who has been honest about what they feel, I really want to address 
the facts because there's a lot of other shoe shining niggas who have been saying just the most foolishness over these past few days. I want to offer up some information about what happened on that day. But please be clear, nothing I could say or ever will say could qualify Micaiah's life because her life needs no qualification. She is qualified because she existed. And because she existed, she was worthy. That's it and that's all. Micaiah was a foster child living in a foster home. Her relatives described her as sweet and happy and precious and her aunt said she wouldn't even hurt a fly. And I believe her. Before things erupted on the, on the morning of 420, Micaiah had told her older sister multiple times that her foster mother was calling her out of her name, threatening violence against her, and acting a fool in that house. She said she was scared and she didn't know what was going to happen next. What happened on the morning of that altercation, a person who used to live in that house, a former foster child, now an adult, came into that house and somehow, some way, uh, argument, some sort of something involving the house being messy. One thing leads to another and the foster mother ends up calling people over to the house to fight Micaiah. So now the house is surrounded by a bunch of folks, one of them being a 28-year-old woman to come fight this 16-year-old girl. A call was placed. A 911 call saying, they're here, they're trying to attack us, they're trying to jump us, they have knives, they're trying to stab us, they're trying to attack my grandmother, please come now. Micaiah waited and waited until she couldn't wait anymore. She felt that her only means of survival was going to be meeting fire with fire and grabbing a knife out of that kitchen and going outside and trying to fend for herself. I don't know any 16-year-old who would not have done the same. I don't know any person who would not have done the same. I also don't know anybody who will bring their hands to a knife fight. I know that when we talk about these things, we like to make ourselves seem perfect, but get real. If you've ever had a fight, if you've ever not been protected, if you've ever felt like your life was in danger, then you know you're going to do whatever you have to do to live. And Micaiah was trying desperately to live. Officers took over 45 minutes to arrive on the scene. And as soon as they did, you can see Nicholas Reardon get out of his car and in seconds pull his gun and fire four rounds into Micaiah. He's saying, get down, get down. But of course, nobody can hear him because they're fighting. He didn't use his whistle. He didn't use his flashlight. He didn't use his taser. He didn't use his club. He didn't even use his motherfucking pepper spray. And we've been seeing them use that at every protest since March of 2020. He didn't even offer up his bulletproof vested body to try to de-escalate. And that is a reminder that there's no reason why after just 29 weeks of training, someone should be endorsed by the state to murder and issued a gun. Because Nicholas Reardon's 29, 29 weeks of training culminated into four rounds going into Micaiah Brown's body. Brian, excuse me. And so none of this makes sense. And it's not supposed to. Because there's, not, there's nothing that could justify the loss of life of a black child, a black person, period. There's no such a thing. 
And that's why people like DJ Envy and Brian Dunn and every other pushback hairline ass nigga out there who's finding reasons to justify why Micaiah Bryant should have died is absolutely an agent of white supremacy. And they need to get clear on that. Their allegiance is to white supremacy. You pulling strings trying to figure out why anyone, let alone a black girl in foster care, should have been killed for trying to protect herself? Are you out of your mind? Are you all right? It's got to be something in the wave grease because this isn't making sense to me. It's something in the Beijing. Makaya was sweet and precious. When you watch her TikToks, you can see her dancing and learning how to do her curly hair and getting comfortable with her own sense of style. And if I had a daughter, she would look like Makaya Bryant. I look like Makaya Bryant. We need to talk about the ways that fat black children are made to feel like their existence is a threat to others. While they have to reduce themselves when they enter spaces, while they're constantly being policed. In this instance, Micaiah Bryan is no longer here with us. We didn't protect her. We didn't fight for her. We didn't care for her. But I want her to know that she remains loved. That girl's smile was so sweet, so bright. It could warm anyone's heart. I'm reminded of Toni Wilson's words in a piece that she recently penned about Micaiah. She says that Micaiah deserves to be treated softly. She deserves nurtured kindness. She deserves to be handled with care. And we say her name because that baby deserved better. Y'all, I hope these words haunt us as we continue our cursed journey through a world that feeds on anti-blackness and thrives on black flesh. Before you can protect fat black women and femmes, fat black children, you have to see them as human, whole, and worthy. In the meantime, if you have nothing nice to say, keep that baby's name out your mouth like your fat black mother taught you to. Do better so that you can maybe be better. There are children in your life who require your urgent attention, your care, and your softness. But they can't get it because you adultify them. They can't get it because you don't see them as worthy. I hate even more that this isn't going to be the last time we have to talk about this. In the meantime, be well and be better.